The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. It is that time again. Welcome back for the last time in 2022 to Afternoons with Mike. I've got a couple of distinguished guests with me today in the studio. We are in Studio A, and with me is Mark Goldstein to my left. Mark is heard regularly here, not only on my program, but on his own show called The Shepherd at Work. And then also I'll have Pete Fulch with me, not now a couple of year friend, buddy, it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, he was um, in the first uh, introduced to me through the Christian Chamber, and he was a speaker there, and he's been on my program several times since 2020. And he also is heard on The Shepherd through his one-minute feature that he does called Second Wind. And it's great to have both of you. Mark, welcome. Pete, welcome. Thank you, Mike. Great to be here. Appreciate it very much. Thank you, listeners. Absolutely. You know, you mentioned distinguished. I thought you were going to say extinguished. No, no, you're you're definitely not. (laughs) We hope not. I'm hoping that you will not be extinguished before the end of this program. That's for sure. (laughs) Not a fun way to end my program year. That's right. Well, I had, you know, when we get to this day, uh, 20... 22 is just about over tomorrow being the last day of the year and this being our last show of this year i find it's it's an exciting time and sometimes a real thought-provoking time to come to the end of a year and think back and look what has happened in this calendar year and there are things that we always learn from the good from the things that we wish we could change but that's all part of life isn't it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of my life anyway. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it it is something. So I thought I would kick off a question and you guys just jump in wherever you'd like. Uh, Actually, I have three questions for uh, this first segment. The first one is this. What when you look back, what was what were some of the highlights or the highlight of 2022 for you? Something that happened that you think, yeah, I loved that. That was really great. What would that be? Well, actually, I'm going to save one because it's a highlight and a challenge, and I know you're going to have that, but uh, clearly the highlight for me was uh, coming to be able to serve at the Shepherd. Oh, that's wonderful. And you do that every week. Oh, I I do. And what's the miracle about it is that we talked, what, back in 2019 about me coming and serving at at the Shepherd, and at the time I was... uh, still president of the Christian Chamber. I was working very diligently, which I still am with a uh, a national ministry, and I, th- there was no room. I didn't have any room on my dance card. And through situations, uh, somebody was here, left. I was retiring from the chamber, and it just... The time just, was right. The time was right, and it's been absolutely wonderful. It's been a, a, a labor of love. And the big thing is, and I guess the biggest highlight is, listening to the stories that are shared on your show. I mean, it, it's amazing. These are, it's wonderful. It really is varied, isn't it? Because we talk to so many people. We talk to people like you guys. Uh, we talk to people who are business owners 
and maybe new to the area. We talk to some people that have lived here their entire life. Then we talk to people from uh, other parts of the country, uh, including senators and entertainers. We've had John Tesh on a couple of times this year, and he's become a, a, a friend to the program, and it's really great. And at other radio stations I've worked out through my career, the bottom line has always been the money. You know, sell the ads, sell the programs, make the money, keep the doors open, yada, yada, yada. At The Shepherd, it's not about the money. The, the, it's, the bottom line is ministry. The bottom line is serving the Lord and reaching the needs of Central Floridians and beyond. That's right. I, I can attest that that is truly the model. We have walked away from things before that would be presented that could be moneymakers that weren't a part of the, the ministry plan that God's given. So, yeah, you're right. And that goes all the way to the very top of the organization. Yes. How about you, Pete? What's, what are you, when you look back, what do you think has been a great event this year? Well, what uh, is I think of one, 2022 and uh, one of the highlights kind of started in 2021. It's, it's, it's my wife. She, uh, back in November of 2021, the very morning I was due to run the New York City Marathon, had to have emergency surgery that morning. She, we, she had a condition arise that we were able to catch in time, and she got some of the best care that she could ever have in New York City at Mount Sinai West Hospital, but her recovery went into 2022. Wow. She had yeah, surgery on her one. colon and has made a full recovery. Now, with that recovery, uh, the National Kidney Foundation offered me a second opportunity to run the New York City Marathon in 2022. And so uh, my wife very much encouraged me, yes, you're going to run this one again. So I was one of those, well, let me think about it and pray about it. No, my (laughs) wife, my biggest cheerleader, wanted me to be there. And and I felt like God was opening a door for me to to come back. And uh, just this past November, uh, a short time ago, ran the 2022 New York City Marathon. Uh, and uh, so I've got my opportunity to actually run and finish it. Where this really crescendos is the next day was the one-year anniversary of the incident the year mm. before. Yeah, that's right. And the next day, as we were, uh, the day after the marathon, we walked 11 miles throughout New York City and Central Park and celebrated that one-year anniversary, not realizing how far we had walked that day, but the day, you know, a year prior, she couldn't even make it to the restroom without help. I mean, she was, it was a, you know, she was recovering from surgery, and one year later has more than made a full recovery. Uh, She's never walked that far before, and and so... All I can say is you are a maniac, my friend. (laughs) What a a marathon is what, 22 miles? 26.2 miles. 26 miles, yeah. (laughs) I knew knew over 20, and then the very next day you're walking 11 miles. (laughs) With Uh, my wife. Uh, Oh, that's great. Where did you place? Oh, in in, in the, for the New York City Marathon? Yeah. Uh, there were like 50,000 runners, yeah. so I've, I'm not sure exactly. I was near the the, the, the other, the back half of the race. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought they give you a number or something of, of yeah, yeah, where I, you finished I, in the time. No, well, I have a, I'm sure I could look it up. I I, I mean, I, I'm aware of my time. I'm not sure where I finished amongst the 50,000 finishers. But you finished it. I finished yeah. it. 26 it, miles. Yeah. But Mike, that's nothing. What about yeah. these 100 milers that you yeah. do? Well, <laughs> 
100K, yeah, I've, 100K. I've done a couple of, I've done, I've done one of those. Uh, I've done some 50 milers, but yeah, uh, again, just uh, uh. from a highlight standpoint, my wife, again, just to, and I, an, uh, an interesting, another point with that is uh, I wasn't sure if my wife was going to make it to the, to the race just because of the complexity of where we were staying in New York City and getting to Central Park. And um, through a help of a friend, she, she made it to mile 25. So here it is. I'm, I'm wondering, is she going to be there? Is she not going to be there? I hear her screaming at mile 25. And I go over, give her a great big hug and a smooch. And apparently um, television cameras caught that. Oh, and my. So she took, I don't know where this got broadcasted, but later on she says to me, yeah, a news reporter came up and asked me to sign a release because they filmed that moment of at the 25-mile mark, uh, my greeting my wife. Uh, so that was a, a highlight in the race. You need to check that, that out. Yeah. That might be viral. <laughs> yeah. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Pete Fulch so, and the kiss that was heard around the yeah. world. <laughs> so yeah, great, great highlight uh, for uh, 2022 is just the whole experience of the, the comeback uh, of coming back to that race. My wife making a full recovery. and That's so, awesome. Yeah. For me, I'd have to say the birth of two new grandchildren, we had two of them this year, one in March and one in July. And they're both, um, the one that was born later uh, has almost picked up weight-wise to the one that was born in March. He's on, he's on the gun. Uh, his daddy was a, a high school and uh, on into college quarterback. So uh, this boy's he's ready for the front line already. His name is Liam. The first, the one born this year in March, uh, is uh, it's just such a sweet guy named Abraham, but we call him Baby Aby. Ah. And so I've enjoyed these kids. Having moved back to Orlando now, uh, for it's been over three years since we moved back, uh, but this is the first time that we've got to live in the city with our grandchildren. Wow. And so this is fun. So our other kids had gotten married and then moved away from us while we were up in Gainesville, and, uh, you know, to have this kind of proximity, it's such a joy for Cindy and me. And we're having a great time being grandparents and getting to do the babysitting thing and all, all that's involved with that. Not just those two, but our other, we have six of our 10 that are right here in the city. And then our other four are with my son and his wife out in Texas. And we go there at least once a year. I think we might have gone twice this past year uh, and get to see them. So I'm loving this stage of my life where my grandkids are on grandpa's knee and get to do all the fun stuff with that. So that's a great time. Uh, okay, let's turn to our uh, the next question. What happened in 2022 that for you was a challenge? What would it be? Mark, let's start with you. Well, actually, my biggest challenge has turned out to be my biggest blessing. Uh, the biggest challenge is the health of my wife, Ronnie. And, uh, you know, we've, we learned that uh, she only has about 15% use of her heart now. And uh, the, the future doesn't look too bright. She's decided, she decided to, use, to try the medicinal route uh, and to see if it at least can allow her to hold serve. But she does, she is a hospice candidate. Yeah, but so... For us, that, that's been a challenge. Well, that's a challenge, yeah. Uh, you know, me working, yes. but still being caregiver. Uh, but, you know, it's been a blessing in that. Um, great example. 
Christmas. Uh, we went into it knowing it's most probably, unless a miracle happens, uh, that'll be our last Christmas. Mm. So we went into it more intentional. We savored it. We enjoyed each other. It was just us. And we, we just, it was our best Christmas ever. Uh, just our time together. And, and even now, our interactions. Uh, I have just put down all whatever guys kind of keep up as shields or whatever. I'm just a servant. I, I'm just there for mm, her wow. to help her finish well. And again, it's been an amazing blessing that, you know, she and I are closer now than ever. And I would take that over 20, mm. 20 more years. Mm. So just knowing that this is a transition uh, and that we have time, we still mm -hmm. have time to really not only spend time with each other, but just both of us together focusing on the Lord and mm. just kind of getting ready for the next step mm -hmm. uh, and the next step great adventure. So, um, challenge and blessing. Yeah. I would say that, that that's amazing that you've been able to look at something as difficult like that. That's the grace of God Amen. And, and call that a, you know, an opportunity for a blessing. I think a lot of us would not come to that as quickly as you've come to see that. Mm. So that's really great for you. Well, and the other thing is, is seeing, being surrounded by people I haven't seen for years. They've heard about it, and they're reaching out, and they're praying. Mm -hmm. And w for one of the first times, I can actually feel the prayers. Mm. Ronnie and I can mm -hmm. feel the prayers because something supernatural is going on in the Goldstein house, mm. and, and it's because of the prayers of the saints. That's great. Mm. How about you, yeah. Pete? Yeah, um, I was blessed with an 18-month contract um, that uh, was wonderful. I had a chance to uh, consult with uh, on a project with uh, with Advent Health. It was a wonderful. I had a wonderful team I was working with. The contract ended in September, and so I had some other things lined up to to replace that, and they fell through. Mm -hmm. And then another opportunity fell through, and another opportunity fell through. We're again right down to the end and thought we had it was all solid. And so as Mark was mentioning, I mean, the challenge, the opportunity, the blessing, uh, God is these last couple of months is really taking me to new levels of experiencing his peace, mm. his shalom peace. Uh, because the word says, I mean, he, he gives us the, the peace that passes all under understanding to guard our hearts and minds of Christ Jesus. And so, it's like I don't understand it. It it doesn't feel I I'm 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 type A. I like to have things going on. I like to have things lined up and be productive and 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 I'm in a, I'm in a place right now where God's just saying, hey, no, no matter what your situation, no matter what your circumstances, you can still have peace. Mm -hmm. My peace. That's great. A deeper peace. And I'm I tell you that's that's something worth a ton when you're going through what you're going through right now to be able to look at that and have the peace of God right in, in the middle of it is a blessing. Mm -hmm. It really Absolutely. is for for us for Cindy and me both. It was a, a, a real weird year. 2020 was the year of COVID for us all, 
2022 was the year of losing people super close to our family. As for Cindy, it was losing her dad in March. Two months later to the day, my mom passed away. Mm, Uh, Both of them were up in years. Uh, My mom was 93. My dad, I mean, my my father-in-law was, I think, 88. Mm. So uh, they lived wonderfully long and productive lives. But that doesn't make that any easier. It's tough to lose people. And I know a lot of our listeners that are listening right now, they've gone through the same experience as Mm -hmm. what we've gone through. And so while it's a challenge, I, I like what Mark was saying, that that we need to be grateful for what we had with our, our relatives mm-hmm. when they're gone, when, they're, when they leave us, even if they leave us unexpectedly. Uh, but I tell you what, I am, I'm, I'm missing them still mm. to this day. And this being the first Christmas that we had without either of them really made a, 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 tough, a, a tough aspect for that. But again, very grateful for all the years that we had. And I want to live with that attitude of gratitude. You know, Mm -hmm. that is something important, especially when we get into what we'll be talking about next segment, to have a positive attitude. It's really important, Pete. I know Mm -hmm. you teach that Mm -hmm. when you counsel with other businesses, Mm -hmm. you teach uh, uh, the framework of your mind Mm -hmm. as being something very important, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. It makes such a difference how you approach things, your perspective. And, um, you know, obviously aligning with the, the with what the, the Lord gives you there to just have that proper perspective, that proper um, approach to what's coming. Yeah. Well, speaking of what's coming again, tomorrow is New Year's Eve, which means that people all over the world, not just in America, but all over the world, they're making New Year's resolutions. They're uh, maybe planning what they're going to do with regard to exercise the dietary changes they're going to make. I can't relate to any of that. I, I'm sorry. <laughs> Actually, both of those things are on our, our number one list. We've got to make some dietary changes. But we'll, we're going to be talking about goal setting when we come back and what we can do that it works, what we can do that is positive, and what we can do that will really uh, change our 2023 in the positive. We'll be back with my guests, Mark Goldstein and Pete Fulch in just a moment. This is Afternoons with Mike. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, Call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. Welcome back to our second segment here on Afternoons with Mike, the year-end edition. Tomorrow, New Year's Eve, the ball will drop in New York City, uh, home of the marathon, home of Pete's away from home, (laughs) home away from home. You've run that thing. I can't believe, man, you run 26 miles. Ooh. Man, I I I, uh, I can't even imagine that. But you've done that how many times? Uh, I've now run thirty marathons and done eight ultra marathons. Oh, and an ultra marathon is what? Uh, eight, basically, the category is, is anything beyond the marathon distance. So most of your ultra marathons begin at the fifty k, thirty one miles. You got fifty mile, hundred k, which is sixty two miles, hundred mile marathon. So anything beyond twenty six point two miles. Now, have you ever run a hundred mile marathon? 
I have not done the 100 mile oh. distance. I've done the 100K. I did that back in 2013. Yeah. yeah. I had special K once. I don't know if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can't relate to these guys that do that. And you run these marathons holding a U.S. flag. Yes, ever since the 2009 uh, Marine Corps Marathon in Washington, D.C., my goal for that uh, marathon was to run the 26.2 miles holding a full-size flag to honor our military. And just to remind people how much we have to be grateful for here in the United States. And so that experience, I saw the encouragement of military folks and veterans that saw that and experienced that. So I've been running with the flag since you know October 2019 continuously. So I'm I'm up to about 4,800 miles now I've run with a flag. That's crazy. Pete, do you find that uh, the response you get from the crowds as you're running kind of helps you as you're running, kind of builds those endorphins a little bit? Absolutely. As you just made that question, I got shivers Mm -hmm. because yes, that, that does happen. Um, and, and it's, it's, it's exciting for me, not just to get the encouragement, but to, to know what that means to somebody else. Most everybody else in the crowd is is cheering the flag and respecting the flag and right. and and inspired by the flag. That's what I hear. Yeah. I hear people yeah. get inspired just by seeing that flag flying. So well, I think it's uh, also to them inspiring that they see a person making a stand in a day and age when a lot of athletes won't even stand for the flag. You're out running with the flag, right? Mm. And right. that's that's that says a lot, my friend. Mm. Appreciate that so much. Mark, have you ever run a marathon? No. (laughs) I was trying to think of something witty to come back with, but all I could think about is, no. (laughs) I I did run a 3K. Hey, that's great. Many, many years ago. And what I I found was that I I trained for it, and, and I was doing real good, and I was doing it like at about 29 minutes. So for me, a 10-minute mile, what wasn't bad. But the thing is, the day of the race, I got kind of caught up in the the, the adrenaline. I I kind of burned out after the first mile. And I, Mm. it took me like 45 minutes. But I I realized that, hey, training for this, it really, you really have to know what you're doing or you're going to burn yourself out. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, there was a guy when I was in high school, there was a guy that was blazingly fast, and yet it he could only run the mile in five minutes. And, and we thought, well, that's fantastic. He ran the mile in five minutes. I think I, it was closer to eight for me <laughs> when I ran it. But but it, at that time, the the record, as we all know, was when, what, Jim Ryan? I think that's who... Bannister. Uh, uh, or, Roger Bannister. Oh, okay. Yeah, Roger Bannister did. was the first one who broke the four-minute four, mile right. barrier. Yeah. Yeah. It ran yeah. it in four or less. Four, yes. Yeah, Jim Ryan, I think, ran it in four. And, and so I, that is just amazing to think about that kind of speed, that kind of endurance. But that's one thing. To run a mile at such a speed, that takes a lot of a lot of perseverance, a lot of gifting, and a lot of practice. But to run a 26, 26.2, I believe, right? Correct. 26.2 miles, that is an altogether different type of experience because of the sheer length of time that you're running. And that has to be something that you do, you train diligently for because your body's going to be going through a lot of different uh, cycles during that time frame. That's correct. Yes. And uh, like all goals, as we're going to be getting into here is, is you, you have to pr- run at the proper pace. 
you have to know your pace. And so I tell my runners, uh, as you, especially the first timers that, uh, be careful the first couple of miles of getting caught up in the adrenaline, because you mm-hmm. may end up going at a pace that's faster than what you trained or what you're comfortable training. And, uh, yeah. And you might make it very tough for you to finish at the very end. Yeah. You but, have to have enough gas yes, in the tank, yes. so to speak, to make right. it all that way. Yes. Well, that does bring us to our question here today, because again, a lot of people, when they are uh, making these resolutions, I'm not sure that they are maybe pacing themselves correctly. They might make an expectation or place an expectation upon themselves that's really going to almost plan to fail Mm -hmm. even the first week. I mean, there are a lot of, it it would be an interesting uh, statistic to find out how many people join a gym (laughs) the very first week of January of how long it takes them to stop and not go back again. Mm-hmm. Now, that would be an interesting... Stu- I'm sure somebody's made that stat out there. I'm sure they have. You know, and that's only uh, first, I guess, over top of the other the other one, is I'm going to read the Bible in a year. That, that's right, yeah. And by the time they get to Deuteronomy, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, I have to confess, I've gotten in years past, I've gotten bogged down like that as well. I mean, that you make it all the way to May, and then you wonder, what happened in May, you know, that I, I kind of got out of my routine? And isn't it just like uh, the enemy to come and bring discouragement? Correct. And I think that that flows right in with what we're talking about in general. The enemy is not for us. He's against us. And uh, we've got to remember that. But I I prefer remembering how much God is for us and he will help us in all of these things. So with that being said, let's look at Pete. Let's start with you. What do you think matters? What, what's the first step regarding goal setting for 2023? Great, great question here. And, uh, yeah, I, cause you, you hear the term resolution, you hear the term goal. And when I teach goal setting, we, we kind of define what's the difference between a dream and a goal. And one of the one of the, uh, the the characteristics of a dream is it's 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 not clear. A goal is clearly defined. You you hear folks say sometimes, well, in 2023, I want I I, I want to get in better health. I want to get in better shape. Well, what does better shape look like? Uh, is better shape losing weight? Is better shape gaining weight? Is better shape uh, getting to a better cholesterol rating? Or is better shape running that 5K? What does better shape look like? So one of the key factors is really making it crystal clear. What does better shape look like? I want to, you know, uh, I, I want to get rich. I hear, I hear that in my goal. I want to get rich. I want to get better. Well, what does that mean? What does, are we talking prosperity yeah. from a financial standpoint or prosperity from a health standpoint, relationship standpoint, spiritual standpoint? So it's really important as you uh, set goals for 2023 that it is crystal clear. What you, I can either, I can point to it, I can measure it. And some goals are a destination goal. Uh, you know, I finished this, I accomplished this, I achieved this. Some goals are what I call a consistency of behavior goal. I want to get better at reading the Bible. I want to be more consistent. So the goal might be, I'm going to track, I'm going to read the Bible 10 minutes a day. And I'm going to track my reading 10 minutes a day. I had somebody, one of my goal setting seminars said, I want to have better family relationships. Well, what does that look like? So the goal was before they leave the house, if children are up, they will give a hug 
and a proper goodbye, and they'll track that. I want to, I want, I want, so they're going to track the behavior of hugs in the house as hmm. part of how they establish better family relationships. So that's why it's important to really know what it is that you're crystal clear, what you're looking, what you're looking at accomplishing. You know, I think a great example of that is you're talking about the Bible. My, my goal is to read the Bible four times every year. Yeah. You've done that for well, a number of years. Oh my goodness. Yeah, wow. But yes, the, the point is what helped is the, the app. The U version app because it gave me every day what the prescribed reading for the day. Mm-hmm. So with that, there was no guesswork. I knew if I did that, I would do it at least in ninety days, and if I did it before, it would be in less than that. So that's a great point, Pete. Yeah, we have to have these goals, and again, I go back to the reasonableness. Uh, can we actually pull them off? I think. One of the big things that a lot of people get themselves behind in with New Year's resolutions is that they haven't really all they've when they make that resolution, all they're thinking about is I want that. But they don't think about whatever that is in light of the reality of their whole week. So they they put all of their eggs in that one basket. I'm going to do this without thinking it through. Then when they fail, it brings this immense sense of discouragement Mm-hmm. And then they're depressed about it all and they feel like they're failures and they're not failures. They they just didn't think everything through the way they need to think. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. And what can help with that is building benchmarks. So you've got your, your end goal, but you've got different steps along the way, different benchmarks that you can set to, to say, Hey, you know what? I, I am making forward progress here. Yeah. Yeah. Pete, I've got a question. How much does emotion play in in setting goals because i could see somebody who is very emotionally involved in something could actually set an unrealistic goal just because because of the emotion that's a fantastic question uh no question about it whatever you're you're trying to accomplish it needs it needs to be in your heart there there needs to be some emotion but you need to understand your emotions because uh commitment to this is what's going to going to make it happen. There may be some days you may not feel like getting in doing the workout to, to, to get yourself to that weight goal or get yourself to that 5k or even I, I tell my runners again, don't compare yourself to somebody else. Everybody has a different starting point. So your, your, your big distance for the year might be getting to that first mile. That mm-hmm. that's your, that's your accomplishment. Uh, and there's going to be days where you may not feel like getting up or maybe not, not feel like, you know, maybe reading the word or feel like doing the kinds of things that you need to do that are challenging to get you there. And so it's that commit you, I've made a decision of my personal will along with it is in my heart to get to, to, to accomplish this. Now, a lot of, uh, failures that happen in our life in really the entire walk that we do as believers, they happen because of something that Ben Rawl and I, Dr. Ben Rawl, we, earlier this week I interviewed him, and he brought up the importance of accountability uh, in our lives. And we were talking in the context of health. But what role do you guys see accountability uh, playing its way into these success stories of what would be New Year's resolutions? What do you think is really a, a, a level of accountability that is helpful. Absolutely, uh, completely agree. In fact, um, as we in the the longer seminar I teach, that is actually uh, step five of the goal setting process. We identify what's called individuals, groups, or organizations that can help you along the way. 
Uh, it is so important to have somebody that is going to call you up and saying, how are you doing? And be an accountability as well as be an encourager and kind of balance. I mean, it, I mean, we, we, we need both. We need the encouragement, but we need, Hey, you know what? It's, you know, it, you know, you know, you need to get out there and get the workout in. You need to get, you know, do, do those, those things you identified in your plan to, to get you there. So accountability really is huge. Yeah. And one of the other hats I wear with uh, Christ Light Communities, mm-hmm. we put together men's groups. And it, it, what sets it apart is the accountability aspect. Men need to be vulnerable. They need to be transparent. But they, they need to be it in, in a group where they, they believe there's trust, where, where they can be accountable. And when you look at a lot of pastors, a lot of significant individuals who have fallen, I think one of the threads is is they did not have accountability mm-hmm. to anybody. Yeah. And, you know, the, the adversary is just looking to wait to pick off solos. Yeah. Right. You know, I think a lot of people feel they're bulletproof in some ways. They don't really need that accountability. They don't really need to have the help. But I find that there's not an area in my life if I pull all accountability out, I don't know that I'd see success in any area at all. I think that we're just made to have that kind of relationship. We're made as believers to live our lives in the context of uh, of a community, and we have to have that. Yeah, if I if I could quickly share with the the group I train, the the run group I have, our theme is together has power, mm. and I continue to hear. Time after time, story after story of, of, of testimony of, of runners saying, you know what? When I ran with the group, I ran so much stronger. I ran so much better. I, 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 my endurance was greater. So when you are with a group that is going the same direction you are, or you're with folks that, again, love you and, 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 and want to help you and, and, and are desired to see you succeed, um, that is strong. That is helpful when you it have is. a group like that. Yeah. Pete, I, I don't know how it is in running, but the little I know about bicycle races is that you can only win as a team in in that right. because people are changing yep. slots mm-hmm. to go fast. Yep. Yep. So the yeah, that's the same principles there. Uh there and some of them are helping to be kind of draft for each other, that kind of thing. So yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's power in the group versus trying to be a solo. Okay. And we've got just enough time for this last question regarding goal setting. What is one goal that you think most people should be considering? (laughs) I would say, yeah. I mean, um, something along the lines of, I say health related, but it could be mental health, spiritual health, physical health. Um, yeah, we, we need to get to a healthier place as a, as, as a, as a population. So Goals related to helping your health. Okay. I, I'd say the biggest goal is every morning put on the full armor of God. Mm. Yep. To me, that's the greatest goal I have. That's great. I would think that, you know, just the whole issue of getting up in the morning and trusting the Lord for the day, mm-hmm. that would be something that I, I find in my life that that as much as I should know that, as much as I should not have to be reminded of that, I find that I still have to remember to just give thanks to God for the day and be grateful. I think wonderful things happen to people who are grateful, who are really content, as Paul talked about. So making sure that we are getting up in the morning, 
giving thanks to God for another yeah. day. I mean, that's yeah. that's something that I think we should all be doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking today to Pete Fulch and also Mark Goldstein. We're kind of at the year-end program here for 2022. When we come back, we're going to be looking ahead and uh, discussing some of the things that we all are facing in this uh, day and age in which we live. 2023, my friends, it's just now hours away. And we'll be right back after this break here on Afternoons with Mike. Palm Beach Atlantic University, Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. Back again for our final segment in our final program for 2022. Have to say that I've really enjoyed this year, this calendar year, the programs that we've been able to bring, uh, the places from which we've brought some of these programs. I've been able to be at a lot of different conferences, uh, including the NRB uh, and uh, even this year's big expo. That was a lot of fun with uh, the local and the U.S. Christian Chamber. That was a lot of fun. Mark was there. Pete is a part of a lot of these meetings as well. My guests today, Mark Goldstein and Pete Fulch. When we look at all of the things that we are all facing, it's quite a laundry list, a lot different even than what it would have been two years ago. But we're looking, number one, I think, on everybody's mind this year as the year comes to a close. It's just the sheer inflation that we all f- are facing with groceries. Any uh, Anytime anyone goes, whether it's your wife or whether it is you, when you go to the grocery store, you're going to pay more for the same items. You're just going to pay a lot more for gasoline. Uh, that's there. There are massive changes that have happened this year in a lot of the communities of America with regards to safety because of this open border policy that is, is happening and I, my heart goes out to Texas and those that live down around the Mexico border. Uh, my goodness, they're facing unparalleled and unprecedented challenges every day. Uh, you know, when you, when you look at just the, the news itself can be very depressing. And then there's this final thing. I'll throw this finally out there. What I would consider to be a great drop in the confidence that a lot of our citizens would have in the government. We, we are very grateful in Florida. I believe we all are, most of us anyway, are thankful for the way uh, Governor DeSantis has led our state. Our, nick, our nickname is the great, uh, state, the great free state of Florida. <laughs> I'm, I'm grateful that we live in the great free state of Florida. But those are some things that we are all facing. Guys, when you think about it, when you look, how can we address things? How can we tackle these issues uh, this year in 2023 in a way that would a bring glory to God and b help yourself and help your family and your neighbors as well. I think to realize that we have two different kingdoms. We have a shakeable kingdom and we have an unshakable kingdom. So for me personally, uh my goal as I look to things that are coming down is to just remember Am I living as a foreigner 
or am I living as a resident? Mm, mm -hmm. Uh, Am I putting on the full armor of God every day? Am I spending time with the Lord? Am I looking at the world through eternal eyes versus just here and now eyes to kind of put things in perspective and know that a lot of the things that are happening now happen to some degree in the past and are probably going to happen to greater degree in the future. But we live and our, our inheritance, uh, everything is, we're in safekeeping in this unshakable kingdom. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's where we as individuals and we as a body of believers need to focus. Love that. Good stuff. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, great question, Mike. I, I, I've, I've kind of been thinking about it in two ways here. The, the, the first way, more on a more micro level, is I, you know, uh, in 2023, we're due to become grandparents. All right. Uh, my uh, daughter, Tessa, is, is due in uh, late, late January for, uh, to give birth to our first grandchild. And so uh, my wife, Lisa, and I have already been praying and thinking through um, our role as grandparents. Mm. And here is a child coming into the world and I, you know, my kids are, are, are 29 and, and 31 now. And so I, but I, so a, a brand new child coming into this world mm-hmm. and the kinds of things and, and that that child is going to encounter and face. And so in, in, as grandparents, you know, with our partnering with our kids to, to be powerful models of Christ, to be powerful in our love and our grace and to guide and nurture, you know, that child uh, to someday come to his or her own personal faith yeah. and to be a strong uh, witness for the Lord for my, that child. But also, as we look at 2023, our nation, our world, I know uh, Lisa and I, from we talked about goals and consistency, have tried to be very consistent at night as we get together and pray, to pray for our nation, mm-hmm. to pray for our leaders, to pray for a redeeming of the land. And, um, and, and so, uh, that's, I, I believe that's part of the, for all of us to, to be on our knees or, or whatever prayer posture we have, but to be praying, uh, for our nation and for our leaders, whether we agree or disagree from a, you know, philosophical or, you know, political, that, you know, that aside that, uh, mm-hmm. that our, our, our leaders would be governed, uh, by a true authentic faith in the Lord. I agree. And, you know, this is the time for that kind of prayer. Again, a lot of churches do start off the year with a concerted either fasting and prayer time. Some do the Daniel fast, 21-day fast. Others are maybe having a week of prayer and fasting where the entire congregation will come together and pray. Uh, I think prayer is one of the key uh, critical components to starting this new year off right. But uh, as we look around, all of the things that I mentioned before add to that world tensions with what's going on in Ukraine, what's going on in the whole uh, the whole thing with uh, North Korea. Uh, and it just seems like every day, every bit of news, there's something tainted with just a, an element of fear. And I so that causes me to think that we as believers need to lead the way in having trust in the Lord and not just be responding with fear. I think, you know, I have to watch my own life because I can be too much on the, let's say, uh, on the awareness level of what's going on in the world, that 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 can 
to my children come out as the first thing out of my mouth. So I can sound like I'm a fearful person, even though in my heart I'm, I don't think I am. But we have to realize that other people, they're not looking at, at the depth of my heart. They can't see the depth of what's going on in my faith or whatever, but they can hear what I say. So I think it's important for us this year to start off with making sure that we are saying things that are positive, that we are uh, really putting and casting our, our hearts, our love, our emotions to the Lord and saying, I trust you, Lord, no matter what's going on, I trust you. You know, James talks about the tongue being uh, a lethal weapon. Yeah. Uh, a, a rudder moves, a small rudder moves a big boat. Yeah. Same with the tongue. Proverbs yeah. eighteen twenty one says yeah. the power of life and death is in the tongue. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and we say that and we don't even think about it often. I think that's the key. Uh, we, we kind of get into this mode, this mindset that, uh, well, everyone else, they, they agree with what I'm saying and they honestly don't, not necessarily. And so it creates attention, creates... Uh, angst and just really watching what we say, how we say it, making sure that we are faith. Uh, there was, I, I think it was an Amy Grant song years ago, faith talking people. We need to be faith talking people. We need to do that. All right. So here we are now. We've got about five minutes left in the program. Last five minutes of the year for me here. So glad I'm spending it with you guys. My guests, if you just tuned in, Mark Goldstein, Pete Fulch, uh, we're talking about looking ahead and all of the things that we're facing, individuals and businesses. This is such a great time to reevaluate and put new practices together. Mark, you mentioned something earlier that I want to follow up on, and that would be the role that debt plays. Share what your thoughts are about that. I can't imagine that there was one financial planner or wealth manager who was on your show in 2022 who didn't make the statement, get out of debt, stay out of debt. Mm -hmm. uh, one, you pay way, way, way more for what you're going to buy than what yeah. you should. Plus, when things come up, you, you just got all this money hanging over you that you have to pay. And you're better off not having it. So what, what we learned to do, because I was one of those that if I wanted it, I bought it. I wait three days. I think there's something biblical about a cooling off days. period. Yeah. If <laughs> I see something, I go, Oh, I want to have it. Well, I'm going to wait three days. If it's not available three days from now, I didn't need it. And, but a lot of times after three days, I don't want it. So bottom line, just stay out of that. Okay. Debt is important. That's true for businesses as yes, well it as it Absolutely. is for individual families. Yes, definitely. You know, I don't know what, what again, the percentages would be, but debt really bogs a business down, keeps them from growing, keeps them from uh, being able to to bless their employees mm -hmm. and to maybe acquire new new lines of business. I think Christina Ruzzi said the average American carries $8,000 of debt. Wow. Mm. wow. That, that is crazy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, great question, Mike. And as I look at business and uh, a lot of my clients in uh, retail, hospitality, other places uh, in the service business, uh, they, uh, they, a lot of, a lot of folks, a lot of businesses struggle to hire, struggle to, mm. uh, not everybody has come back necessarily to the workforce coming post COVID. There is a, there more and more are coming back, but we continue to kind of, a lot of businesses are battling the hiring mm -hmm. and 
There are lots of things you can do to recruit and attract and uses of social media and other things out there, other great technical recruiting tools. But I do want to remind businesses out there, those of you who have a business, those of you who have employees or are looking for employees, uh, one of the key foundational pieces to getting, you know, to attracting the best employees is making sure that your business, whatever your offering is, your service is truly modeling uh, the environment that would attract uh, a prospective employee, that it feels like family coming into your restaurant and that it feels like this feels good here. And you know, we have many of young people, uh, unfortunately, in today's families out there, so there's some families, some family situations not so positive. They're looking for a family. And if you can kind of model that feeling of family Folks will want to be a part of your family because of the things they see in your business. They see that they see how you operate. They see how the team operates. And so uh, I want to encourage folks in 2023 as you're looking to hire employees is to, again, make sure that your business and your environment models uh, the, uh, the, the atmosphere and the environment to, to attract those employees. And, you know, that doesn't cost a lot of money to do that either. It does not. It does not. And it pays big time dividends for the time invested to do that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's the old saying, you know, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. And I've Zig Ziglar years ago, he, she, as he shared, he says, people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care about them. Mm-hmm. And so makes it more well, personal. It does. Yeah. So Mark, you know, you're looking at this year with uh, regard to 2023, the opportunities that are out there. You lead this program called The Shepherd at Work. What advice do you have for businesses for this new year? Be true to yourself. Don't try to be something that you're not. Um, Don't sell out, but just stand firm. Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for everything or anything. That's good. So so just, just be true. And uh, do business as the golden rule, as God would want you to mm-hmm. do it. You know, and that's something, again, that would bring glory to God and help all of the, every aspect of the bottom line in business. And I think business owners have to realize that their employees, they grew up, they didn't have to listen to their parents. They didn't have to listen to their pastors or teachers. But you know what? In the business community, they have to listen to their bosses. So Christian employers have such an amazing, um, what's the word I'm looking for? An opportunity. They have a great foundation Mm -hmm. for seeing legacy, Christian legacy happening in their businesses. Mm -hmm. And that's what we pray will happen all the way through Central Florida and beyond for this new year. It's been a joy to have you guys here, kind of looking back and looking forward as well. Uh, Pete Fulch and also my good buddy Mark Goldstein, And friends, we pray that this will be a very happy and safe new year for you. We look forward to bringing you another year of uh, guests and talking about the kingdom of God, looking at life through the lens of a biblical worldview in 2023. That's Afternoons with Mike for this year. We'll see you on Monday right here on The Shepherd.